Welcome to Stiefel's Sightlines Podcast, focusing each week on a topic or two important to investors. Well, greetings and welcome to the Sightlines Podcast. This is Michael O'Keefe, Stiefel's Chief Investment Officer. Well, I think this might be the second to the last episode in 2023, uh, and there's been a lot of drama. Uh, and and I, what I want to do in this episode, next next in the next one, we're going to get to the Fed meeting, a lot going on in the wake of that. But I want to get into something that um, has been going on through the year and sort of amplified recently. And that's the idea that the uh, S&P 500 cap-weighted total return index basically is up almost 25% uh, here in 2023, which is just a very big move. The last calculation I have is 24.89%. That's uh, through year to date through December 14th, the close of December 14th. And, you know, think of it as, um, I think, an unexpectedly positive market, as we've seen an unexpectedly positive economy. But the other thing that's been a bit of a nuance this year is that this cap-weighted index, which has a, a big concentration, especially in the big tech-oriented uh, companies, um, is sort of outperforming a lot of other things. And you know, those big tech-oriented companies comprise, in round numbers, about two-thirds of uh, the year-to-date return, in very rough numbers. Um, and, you know, what I would say is uh, what we recognize, of course, is that investors often uh, take something other than just a pure total return approach to investing. Uh, the three that we're going to talk about today, one would be a focus on high dividends. The second would be a focus on some dividends, but more importantly, dividend growth. And then lastly, um, basically uh, a, a more of an active and diversified approach, which might be captured well uh, in the uh, equal weighted uh, type index. And so uh, what I want to go through is sort of how those different uh, strategies relating to those objectives have held up in 2023. And, um, and so just to kind of get into it, for example, um, the equal weighted index, the last one that I mentioned. Um, so again, this is often the approach an active manager would take. And it, the spirit of it is you're going to sort of give every holding in your portfolio the same consideration. And, uh, and it's just a very common approach. Anyway, that, that equal weighted index of the S&P, so same names, but up uh, are adjusted to sort of dampen the influence of the bigger companies. Um, is up basically a little over 13%, right? So still a good return, but but nowhere near that total return cap-weighted index um, uh, result. And so uh, that's notable. It's even more dramatic when we start digging into dividends. So the, the dividend uh, aristocrats total return index from the S&P 500 uh, basically, that's uh, the companies in the S&P 500 that have been growing dividends uh, for 25 years or more. So think of it as a company that's been just very reliably increasing their dividends. And so they make an index comprised of that. And that sounds like an attractive investment, especially for somebody who's drawing on that dividend income uh, to live. Uh, anyway, uh, so 2023, uh, that index is up 7.7%. Uh, and so, yeah, again, a, a real haircut in total return because the focus is more on dividends and dividend growth. And then finally, uh, very interestingly, the S&P has an index called the Low Volatility High Dividend Index. So think of this as a way of trying to capture sort of a conservative, conservatively focused 
portfolio that that emphasizes high dividends, that's actually almost 0%, 0.3% in 2023. So one of the things that this teases out, and we've gotten a lot of questions, frankly, from clients about the S&P and people look at that cap weighted index and say, well, why, why am I not invested there? And, and I wish I was invested there this year because it's such a good return. But the thing we, uh, oh, and I would say too, another sort of new <clears throat> nuance to that is there's this co concept of recency bias, which is just an idea that, hey, more uh, recent events take hold and people believe, kind of believe in them more uh, than, let's say, history. And th so that for investors, that's always a, a challenge to try to be mindful if you're kind of being enamored with and focusing in on short term uh, performance or, or opportunities. And actually, if we go back just to 2022, that we'll, we'll see sort of an evidence of why why you want to be careful about that. And, and really the, the punchline is these indices that I've mentioned, the results in 2022 are, are basically the mirror image, meaning, hey, when I look at the S&P 500 index, this cap weighted index, uh, it was down a little over 18%. And again, big concentration, the big, bigger tech oriented companies, which had a tough year last year. Um, when I look at the equal weighted index, uh, it was actually down uh, uh, roughly 11.5%, so a bit better than, uh, than that total return cap weighted index. Then when I go to those dividend aristocrats, that index that captures the growing dividend companies, it was down um, a little over 6%, so about a third as much as the overall cap weighted market. And then that really boring low volatility high dividend strategy that hit almost 0% this year also hit almost 0% last year. It was basically down 0.4%. So basically those big losses that the market experienced uh, as defined by the S&P 500 last year, that high dividend conservative low vol strategy actually com almost completely dampened uh, those losses, right? And so that I think that's an important lesson. It's almost like the, the markets kind of come and go it's really important to not chase performance. You see something that's up and you feel like compelled that, hey, recency bias is telling you it's going to keep going. But the reality is the market's ebb and flow. Things move around. And, and if somebody sort of capitulates and goes ahead and, tr and, and sort of redirects uh, assets there, so often it's right before the turn, right? And the relative performance is, is weaker. And then, you know, there, there's sort of studies that have been, have been done that behaviorally people tend to do that and, and kind of over time don't earn as good a return as a result. And so, uh, you know, we wanted to, to get into that. One thing I'm going to leave you with then is, uh, you know, with that sort of classic recognition that history Long-term history isn't necessarily proof that long-term history going forward is going to play out exactly the same way. When we look at these four indices over the long term, and what I decided to do is go to almost 25 years. So basically go back to the end of December 1998, and I ca calculated just the annualized return for those uh, four indices. And let me uh, walk you through, th through them and kind of the order of the best to the worst, quote unquote, they were all good, but the best to the worst. So the dividend aristocrats, that growing dividend index uh, earned a return annualized of 9.4%, 9.44% to be specific. Um, and that's a very good return over 25 years, my goodness. Um, when we look at the equal weighted index, this is the um, S&P 500 equal weighted index, it earned almost the same return, 9.36%. 
Um, and uh, and those b- both are very good results. When we look at that low volatility, sort of boring high dividend strategy, it had an annualized return of 7.86%. Uh, and all three of those did better than that S&P 500 cap weighted index, which had a return over the almost 25 years of 7.46%. So again, I'm not going to say, oh, with certainty, these same patterns are going to unfold in the next 25 years. But I think the lesson is, hey, we want to be careful not to get enamored with a positive result in some short period and then kind of refocus our attention, maybe change our objectives and try to chase that because the reality is things ebb and flow. And these other kinds of approaches, uh, you know, dividend-oriented approaches have held up over the long term very well. So, so again, we tend to see people invest that way more for cash flow and maybe if they're um, drawing on their portfolio, you know, to, to, to live life, basically that's a reasonable thing to do. And, uh, and so it's just an opportunity, given the patterns in this somewhat unusual market in 2023, to, to recognize, hey, uh, be careful not, not to chase. And so anyway, that's what we wanted to cover in this episode. Again, we'll have one more here in 2023, and we'll get into the Fed meeting, the results from that. But I uh, look forward to bringing that to you in about a week. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk soon. Thanks. Thanks again for listening to Stiefel's Sightlines. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to automatically receive each week's podcast in your feed.